You're listening to the Coach and Joe podcast, conversations on friendship with God. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Coach and Joe, not the podcast, the show, Coach and Joe. I'm here with my friend Micah, my friend and brother. It's also still a podcast. Uh, that's true. It is still a podcast. So if, if you didn't know that, if you're a YouTube coach and joer, you can actually go on the on your you know, you know your nice phone here and go to the podcast button. We have a podcast. Just type in Coach and Joe. Subscribe to that. would be awesome. If you want to email us, you can hit us up at info at coachandjoe.com, right, Tanner? Two for two. What else does the whiteboard say? What are practical steps? That's at the end. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, and then welcome to Coach and Joe one more time. I hit the, I hit the whiteboard. Perfect. Here's, the, here's how I want to start today. I, I want to start today by coming directly in strong opposition of Adam Keyes. Here's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the conversation oh, no. we had in the car today. Mm-hmm. And I want to start, I want you to tell the story about the fork. The fork at Adam's house. I was at Adam Keyes, who's mm-hmm. the pastor of Bridgeway Clemson, mm-hmm. at his house. And I was innocently looking for a fork. <laughs> and he, without thinking... Like you would when you're pointing a guest to a fork in your house. Pointed to a drawer across the kitchen. I walk all the way across the kitchen because I'm on the other end. I open up the drawer, and there's like some batteries and a flashlight. <laughs> so I think since we're on the other side of the kitchen, of course he would not direct me to a the wrong drawer. So I start opening all the three or four drawers around, and I, I kind of get frustrated because I'm like, this isn't right. The fourth drawer, I turned around, looked over my shoulder, and he's just looking at me smiling. <laughs> Like, you jerk. I, I have a similar story. I was at Bridgeway Clemson as well, mm-hmm. which I'm never going back after these stories are he's being a told. He's serial abuser. He, he really is. And he's not as funny as he thinks he is. Adam, you're, this is the, Adam, you're not as funny as you think you are. But my story is like this. We went to a restaurant after a service. It's a Mexi- uh, yeah, Mexican restaurant there. And I had to go to the bathroom. And so I just said, Adam, hey, which way is the bathroom? Without blinking. He goes, yep, just go that way, take a right, and then it'll be the wall right around there. And so I took it. I said, oh, perfect. Well, I went exactly where he told me, and I was staring at a wall. It was, it was a corner nook wall of this restaurant, and I was so confused. And the waitress came up and was like, hey, do you need help? And I said, yeah, the bathroom's right around here. She goes, no, it's the other end of the restaurant. And I turn, and Adam is dying at the table. And it was such deception. I'm done with him. He's the only one that knows. That's what's kind of strange about the whole habit, that this habitual abuse. It's <laughs> that he's he's the only one being gratified by it. Yes. So it's it's it's, it's a dark place. It is. But when you said something in the car, you said, you know, but if you're going to be wrong, like I was at the restaurant, at least be wrong strong. Like I had a conviction that the bathroom was at the wall. The way, the, the hostess was like, no, it's it's over there. I was wrong strong. Micah, it's horrible to be wrong strong, though, about things of the Lord. Sure. Right, so a lot of things in life, I think being wrong strong is good. I think you give your best foot forward. If you're going to jump, jump with all you got. But when it comes to God, first of all, it's, it's, it's not good to be wrong. And secondly, it's not good to be wrong strong. The conversation I want to have with you today is, is this. I want to read this, this scripture before I say anything. This is, this is God, the Lord, talking to a man named Ananias in Acts 9. Here's the, here's the setup. Paul, persecuting Christians, is walking on the road to Damascus. Jesus Christ blinds him. Okay, that's a, that's a problem. God blinded him. Okay, we, most, most churches, we'd be, you know, charismatic circles would be praying, shabazzing that the blindness would fall off. Yeah. God blinded him. 
that's that'll mess up your paradigm. Yeah. But Paul goes and he's and he's waiting, and and God goes to a man named Ananias and says this. Acts 9, 15 through 16. The Lord said to Ananias, Go, this man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of all Israel. I will show him how much he may suffer, he must suffer for my name. When I started pursuing the person of Holy Spirit, one of the biggest deceptions that I was really wrong strong in was that God is a fix-all to all my circumstantial discomfort. This passage right here, God himself is telling Ananias, hey, you need to go pray for this guy, Paul, because I'm going to show him how much he must suffer for me. The gospel of suffering is something not only we need to embrace, we need to, we need to embrace whole, wholeheartedly. But if we're wrong strong about what Jesus came to do, we'll never be able to bridge that gap. Right? And so I would love to just have this conversation today about this, Micah, is the circumstantial comfort that God wants to bring and what that means for our lives. So first of all, what do you hear me saying? What's God saying to you about this? Where do we miss it with suffering? I think that it comes from really just wrong teaching. Right. You know, if the gospel isn't all about my problems being fixed, especially in maybe a spirit filled environment, it kind of makes the conference thing lose its momentum and, the next breakthrough conference, you know, lose its momentum. Because if, if the gospel is not about just having the next breakthrough and it's actually about walking with the Father through whatever the situation is and your character being formed, then it just it just kind of takes the wind out of the yeah. commercial sale of come get your breakthrough, you know, and we live toward Jesus trying to get the next fix. And chasing happiness that we'll never find because we're supposed to find it in our relationship with him there it is not in a circumstance so what do you do because this this was an uh-oh moment for me because i realized and, and i actually want to have finn and come speak to this probably the next show so stay tuned tune back in for the next one about a moment in my life and this happened with him too where i realized that my pursuit of god was actually not to know him right it wasn't it wasn't to know him in the power of his resurrection it was to know him for the sake of a breakthrough. And it's a fine distinction because even my, I did want to know him, yeah. but it was with an ulterior motive. My question for you is this, is because I have just a sneaking suspicion, if we're honest, you guys, God can look, our prayers can look a whole lot more like casting out a lucky rabbit's foot, hoping for something to change, really more than it does even asking for the will of God to be done in our lives. I used to struggle to pray, God, your will, not mine be done. I, like to put it on my tongue and say it, it I struggled. My question for you is this, Micah, how, if, if you're a person like I was and still am at times in the revelation that says, oh my gosh, I'm actually pursuing God for the things he wants to do, not just to know him. What, where do you go? What do you do? I think you have to start at a basic just belief that God, that the revelation of who God is is better, like seeing God and knowing him is better than any good circumstance that can come yeah. your way. He is the best thing. You can see it through the life of David. He says, one thing I desire, and he had it all. And he had a lot of problems too. But he said, there's one thing that really motivates me, and that's to see the beauty of God. Paul says it in one of his later letters. I count everything as garbage except for knowing him, yeah. for the sake of knowing him. And 
you just have to see Jesus. I think there's something that's really true about like, you know, I was raised Baptist, so that old hymn, turn your eyes upon Jesus. This, the things of the world grow strangely dim. There it is. And so I'm not as moved by a circumstance, lack of finances, some kind of storm of life. I'm not as moved by it because my eyes are set on Jesus. And so I can sleep through the storm and uh, calm it if he is calming it in that moment or sleep in it like he was. You know? Here's the thing, though, Micah. I want to not only sleep through storms. I want to sleep through parties. Yet, Just follow me on this because I think that we have a really good understanding of the, the negative side of circumstances of life. But I actually want to be a person that when the breakthrough happens, the thing that I'm desiring, the, the celebration, the thing that my heart has been desiring, there's a part of me that, that again, because I think that as a father, he loves to see us taking joy in the things that were on our hearts. Mm-hmm. But there's a part of me that wants to be kind of, I kind of want to be anticlimactic yep. when that thing comes, because frankly, he was the point. What is it? It's in Genesis where he, where he says, Abraham, I will be your exceedingly great reward. Like God in your shield. I want to be your reward. You know, and, and again, this everything's held in tension when it comes to the Lord. And it's one of the hardest parts about walking in friendship with him, I think, because we can just be ditch to ditch. I'm not saying that breakthroughs are bad, but I am saying that there is something better than a breakthrough. It's knowing God. Talk about, like, how, how, have, you, how have you learned how to redirect your affection in your heart to knowing him as opposed to the promise being fulfilled? Again, I think you, the starting and the ending point of that is really seeing the beauty of God and who he is. It's, we were wired for relationship. And so no, any circumstance, it's either going to be a place of peace in the relationship or it's going to be a place of growth. Like my relationship with my wife, we've gone through good times, bad times. And because it's about relationship, it's actually all good because we grew together. Yeah. And it was about more about the relationship than living a fairy tale. The fairy tale actually is just falling in love so much to the point with the father where it doesn't really matter what happens, what comes. Um, for instance, I had a situation in this past month where we needed a certain amount of money. I didn't know that we needed it. My wife did, of course, because she's like, she crunches all the numbers. But I have a dream that this person gives us a certain amount of money. I tell Lindsay the dream, and she says she sends me a text and says, Actually, we need this, 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 and this, and it equals the amount of money that you had the dream about. It was thousands of dollars. Wow. And I have the dream, and then one week later, the person I had the dream about texts me and says, I have something I need to give to you. Sows several thousand dollars into our ministry, exactly what we needed to pay for everything we needed to pay for. And... I learned after that happened several times, those kinds of breakthroughs where it's like, okay, God is real. There's something bigger than just having your needs taken right. care of. Uh, it's Dude, not that what's, gosh. what's powerful about the breakthrough is that it's another kiss from the father that says, I'm with you. I love you. It, it confirms relationship. And so sometimes it's a place of suffering for a while. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's like that. It's the party. It's the big breakthrough. Mm-hmm. But Life, I've told him this before, you know, even go, I love the beach. And so, I mean, I absolutely love the beach. But even driving to the beach, I talk to God and I go, if if you wouldn't go with me to the beach, then I really wouldn't care about it. Gosh. Because there's nothing, 
once you see him and once you're encountering him and walking with him, he makes everything else dull. And it doesn't move you as much. Yeah. I think we, the strangely dim line of that song, if only looked at the issues of the world, the problems, and not also at the glories of mm-hmm. this world, I think we're missing a place of intimacy that God wants to extend to us. For me, like I'm in a struggle right now. Like I want God to fill in my beard. I've been praying for it. I've believed him. For, it's not happening. It's not happening. And so I have to. You're I have, not going to receive it from me. Oh, I know, man. You're just patchy too. You guys need to have Chris King pray over you. Uh, yeah. Chris, would you? He stole our birthright. <laughs> you robbed me of my birthright. He stole several people's birthrights. Like he, <laughs> he's consumed the anointing. <laughs> Selfishly. But but the truth is, man, is is I have two ways to walk this out. In bitterness, in very aware of the thing God hasn't done. Or <laughs> or in hope for the resurrection and new birth of follicles that have not yet said yes to the life of Jesus. You know, you're challenging me right now because I've given up. <laughs> you quit? Yeah, after this episode, you'll have to pray. For, I mean, I, I'm in a place of absolute hopelessness. With That's my, not right. I know. That's not right. We'll pray together. God cares about every little thing. This is ministering to me right now. This is like (laughs) complete blind spot. It's all that tanning lotion you put on. Hey, that's are you talking to me? The sun has nothing to do because this is this is the way that God made me. This has nothing to do with tanning lotion. (laughs) I should make that clear. But no, I I sincerely here's what I just want to pray. So and bless you guys. So I I bless everyone listening, watching, with the understanding that He wants to be our reward. Go in peace. Amen. You've been listening to Coach and Joe. For more information and additional content, please visit bridgewaynetwork.org.